Welcome to Popgram. Yay! Episode 101. Ah, let's just go. Let's yes, go. rebirth! <laughs> 101, yo. It's like a lesson. 101, 101, 101! Rate and review. Do it. I was going to go 212, 101. That makes no sense. Anyway, um, right, I'm Mo. I'm Honey Badger. And I'm DJ. Yay. Okay, let's get straight into the news, y'all. We don't have a lot this week, but let's just move through it like a hot knife through butter. Mm-hmm. So, Amazon has closed this $8.5 billion acquisition of MGM. Yes, so that's... Yep, so that. Yeah. So, MGM famously is the studio um, that is that does the Bond franchise, but the deal doesn't cover the Bond franchise. It covers... MGM's um, catalog of 4,000 movies and 17,000 TV shows, which include Pink Panther and the Rocky movie franchises. But the James Bond franchise is actually, you know, exclusively run by the Rockies. <laughs> so um, they've been talk of whether Amazon can get them to basically do more James Bond um Spin-offs. Movies or spin-offs, exactly. But they think that that's likely not going to happen. But uh, what do you guys think of this uh, acquisition? It means it seems that Hollywood is becoming more and more technified. Like the tech companies are coming in to either take over old studios or start producing TV shows and movies like Apple. But I think it, it's all down to... Um, subscription and acquisition. So basically, how do you keep, and uh, well, basically, how do you retain your existing customers, and how do you acquire new ones? And the way you do that is by content, because content is what keeps people engaged on your platform, really. Yeah. So it makes sense. And so we're going to this shift. This is the shift I think a lot of people were already anticipating, in terms yes. of you know, uh, the next revolution and this is the fourth industrial revolution and it's based on platform is based on software so it kind of makes sense it's true. so it's true it's kind of right. that's yeah true. so that's why you can yeah. see all the different ecosystems and platforms either looking to content and content can either be gaming can either be televisual all sorts of stuff mm. um mm. but what i think is going to be interesting is there is going to be an inflection point. Growth is finite in terms of this particular thing because it's dependent on geographical location, is population size, interest. So if you can scoop up all the people who are interested in the television content, audio content, gaming content, then at a particular point in time, you're going sports to reach saturation content. point. Mm-hmm. A sports content, mm-hmm. that's very true. Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. Saturation mm-hmm. point. And then they will get into consolidation. And then would it work? Because if you've built your ecosystem to be very exclusive, how then mm. how would that then work if Amazon now was to purchase maybe Netflix? So would you have to then maybe create a super platform where you pull all those things in? So all the legacy issues we've been complaining about, all the things that mm. were not cloud-based, mm. we're going to complain about mm. again. Because I'm sure this will touch on Funimation and um, Crunchyroll. But... Mm. Actually, yeah. that's, that's 
a good point because you know what I've been thinking the last few weeks is that now I, I thought that the the um, big players in this new platform, particularly movie and TV content, was Netflix and Disney because Disney caught up <laughs> very quickly. So Netflix, Netflix still in front. Then I now notice that Amazon and Apple have been making some very interesting moves. Oh yeah. That's you know, like Apple, um the biggest thing they've done recently is acquire the baseball major league baseball for America. Mm. I thought, wow, that's a big get. And then obviously mm. this MGM you're talking about and obviously premiership that mm. Am- Amazon got was it two years ago or something? Yeah, two years Which ago. It's a yeah. big deal, at least in the UK. Um so yes, I think you're right. I think it's interesting to think about maybe five, maybe ten years time of if one of these people had to be acquired, what would that look like? That seems too big in my head at this mm. point in time, especially if everybody like Amazon's gaming, by the way, you talked about it. Amazon's gaming um has now officially launched. They've officially launched America and they have one hit. Not a lot, but they have mm. one big hit. At one the hit. Okay. So it feels like it's almost a game of attrition. It's almost like, okay, let us throw as much money like that against the wall. And then and something see what may pay off. Exactly. And another and thing sick. is also um, gender dynamics. It makes sense that Apple will purchase Major League um, Baseball mm-hmm. because you notice that the content very skews very female. So they must and have kids. looked at interesting enough. Yeah, and kids. Mm. So they must have looked at the demographics and thought to themselves, okay, Ooh, we don't have, no yeah. we don't have yeah. enough men yeah, yeah. on this platform. Mm. And I think that's something that uh, Microsoft is going to also struggle with, that they're not going to have enough women on their platform. Yes. So they're gonna to have to find a way because I also think that the thing that everyone is going to race towards, everyone's seen growth and they're very, very excited. And as you talked about when we get to that saturation point, mm. the thing that you now need to think about is how do we re-energize? Mm. And the best way to energize would be, okay, maybe I bring in a new demographic mm-hmm. by acquiring, mm-hmm. or I start them moving into the world we've all talked about, the multiverse, where we now start mm. making things for people to purchase that have real no real value. <laughs> because okay. that is then how I then see... The multiverse can only work, to my mind, if you have maximum saturation and a big enough platform that people would actually purchase all these software whatever well i call it crap but i'm sure maybe in 10 15 years it may be of value that then people can exchange on their platform because now it has value monetary value on that platform and in that ecosystem because it's now big enough and is reached that you know um size that you now have an audience and people who you can exchange and buy stuff with um, with you. Because mm-hmm. it reminds me a bit of Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in the virtual world. So that's what I'm thinking. That the metaverse okay. may be 15 years away, but you've got to build a place that can become a marketplace for people to buy all these virtual items. There are, there are another <coughs> thing I'm just going to throw in here, because I like to do it when we look back at this podcast, is that I think now I'm convinced that Sony will merge with one of these big people. They will not be acquired because they are too big. But oh, they will there's merge. Two, or there's pride. There's Japanese yes, there's pride. Japanese pride. I think they will merge yeah. with one of these people. Because yeah, actually looking at them, looking at Crunchyroll, um, looking at PlayStation, mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. the, the Sony um, electronic division, they are too mm. 
they are not as whole because mm-hmm. remember they're not in cloud mm-hmm. yet so they're not as whole so as basically everyone they else. need to build that that portal for people or those those physical items that get you in there yeah that was speaking to mm. someone who was talking about the fact that the the ultimate win would be if you can make anything a portal into a multiverse or into an ecosystem and then once that is done then basically organizations like sony organizations like apple can actually mm. lose their usp the only mm-hmm. thing that you then have in terms of, okay, I've got now this physical device that links you onto this ecosystem, that the only thing that you can now have as USP is the kind of software world garden you Brand. create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. someone then decides, okay, I'm going to go through your software virtual system to get into a particular platform or ecosystem because that's right. the only way I'm safe. So it's almost like wearing like a, a virtual condom. Mm. So when you're moving through this um, metaverse, the people are not able to steal your information and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, that, I, that would be yeah. the USP then in a software perspective, not from a hardware perspective. So I thought that was totally interesting. understand that point of view. Okay. I think basically they're saying a different type of internet. I don't think that's ever going to happen because somebody mm. wants to own it and make money off it. Unfortunately, okay. I agree yeah. that that would be the best thing, but yeah, yeah. but it's interesting, isn't of- it? It is interesting, actually. Uh, just just before I finish off on the story, just a couple of points that I noted in the article was that although you know most of the you know Amazon is you know going to inherit all this IP and all these movies and TV shows, some of them they say maybe maybe unstreamable. Um, they gave an example and they said Moonlightning remains unstreamable Why? because of exorbitant royalties. For the series extensive soundtrack so you know how with some shows oh, like i, I know one one that was noted was scrubs the music that was used in scrubs when it was broadcast is not the same music that you see when you um you hear when you watch it on disney mm. plus now they had to change the entire thing because of the amount of royalties that mm. needed to be paid because mm. remember that scrubs then was seen almost like the way starbucks was seen like this breaking ground for indie mm-hmm. musicians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of music was being played on Scrubs back then. So they had to, because of it, it would cost way too much money um, to pay everyone involved in it. They basically changed the music. But that's easily, that's fixable is, though. Is, I guess it's, it's money. They just don't want to pay it. But that's, a, that's what I'm saying, that it's fixable because mm, you can just change fixable. the music. I don't know whether Moonlighting has a different licensing laws or something around it, but it's owned by ABC. And they said that it's just unstreamable, that they will never stream it just because of the, there's mm. so much complication I, you know what? that goes with the Okay, so these things are fixable, but I've got to think yeah. in a very dastardly way. So the, best, the way to do it is you lobby the politicians to go, well, mm-hmm. this is a different platform, this is a different art form. <laughs> so when it was broadcast previously, it was broadcast in this particular way. Streaming is a new way of distributing content. So those royalties should not apply and they will need to actually have a negotiation as to a new way of doing this. If not, this will be the minimum amount paid. That tends to be the dastardly way to do things and could get done. I, I agree, but mm. I also disagree because okay. I think, I think no, it's kind of like, you know, when you're talking about banks and... Oh yeah, because there's a lobbying one, on both sides, obviously. Yeah, the right. same company, yeah. would, some parts of the same company would hate that because they're making money 
of something they have with another show that is maybe another network. So Yeah, but if you look at Spotify, if Spotify could negotiate royalties in a way that radio was not would not would have been ashamed to negotiate mm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. artists, mm. it's very easy for them to go because No, you no, can, but you you're could, talking you're Yes, talking but about... but you can either that's what I'm saying. One of the ways is dastardly in terms of changing laws and changing the interpretation of things. Another way to do it is holding things hostage. Because there'll be other ways in which maybe a particular company may actually decide to do things. So you may decide you're going to buy the music publishing company. So you then bring, because that's also content. And then you can change those particular um, contracts because it works for you. So if, for instance, I buy publishing companies that own majority of the rights to the music in these shows, then I can just say, well, it's not part of my company and no, I can do what uh, I want. Honey, yeah, I, but there are also agree. ways in which there's another, there's a third way. You can look to negotiate by holding people hostage. So you may say that there are other things that someone from this particular company wants to do with you. And you go, no, until you, do, until you agree to this. So I'm just saying there's so many ways to skin this cat if you have big companies that are concentrating all their power into one thing. No, I don't know. Are you saying that it is not a solvable problem? I'm saying it is a solvable problem and there's several ways to solve it. I think your example is too rosy and too simple because I think, think, for instance now, um, Scrubs is what? An eight, ten, I can't remember how many series they have. So you can imagine... Uh, Seven or eight. Seven. Mm. So you can imagine, so they are well over maybe 200 episodes and I'm, what I'm trying to say is that the amount of music that will be varied in that show will be a lot. So what you're saying could work if it was this. Like, for instance, it could work for Moonlight. So I'm very confused as to what you mean because no, no, there are three different say, solutions. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know. You, you can you change said, the law. You can buy the okay, companies so I'm or saying, you can negotiate. I'm saying that the law one, I don't think that's going to work just because it works for too many people. And I think if you lobby, there will be anti-lobbyists. I, I just... I think that's even happening right now. I don't think that's ever going to get anywhere, personally, because they probably need to even change the entire copyright music streaming laws. But they're not going to do it. No, no, no. You don't need to do that. It's about the... No, I'm saying in general, for other things, it just needs to be changed. Mm. But I don't think I'm going to do that. I think... Anyway, I don't want to go into it. I, I think, yes, what you're saying makes sense. I just feel like because of greed, because of the way things work, there's a lot of things that they should be changing that they've not changed and they won't change. Because it's in their interest not to change it. They're making more money not showing Moonlightning than they are showing Moonlightning. To no, be honest with you. I bet you, I bet mm. you they are somehow. No, it makes they're sense not. Them you're not. Wise. You're yeah. not. Because if you have an asset that is, you're not making work for you, you're not making any money on it. Because number one, you're not streaming to actually get a new crop of people or maybe to retain people. And then the people who actually have the music, it's not being played. So I, I agree with uh, Yeah, but you're only talking about that. I'm saying that in context to maybe something else that they are making money off that very law that, they, that would have worked for Moonlightning. Do you know again? They could actually have content that they are making a lot of money by asking other companies to pay them for. Yeah, but th- that's in an old... So imagine you may be making money in the third industrial revolution, mm. but the fourth industrial revolution is coming your way where I can make even more money and consolidate power. Because I think that's also the thing. People sometimes think it's just money. Mm. It's also closing and clean off the competition. And then you're also mm. consolidating your position. So there may be some things you may be willing to give up just to ensure that you're the most dominant player in this new age. You could be right. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm. Keeping it on um, with streamers, um, Netflix is testing out a new fee structure. 
which allow subscribers to add up to two additional users outside of their households. Um, it will, they're testing at the moment in, in Chile, uh, Costa Rica, and Peru, and mm. it costs about $3, well, $2.99, um, $93 basically in Costa Rica. And they're doing this because you know that they've announced that they're going to begin cracking down on password sharing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, so they're mm. like, they want to give people an option. But I think they feel that they're losing way too much money. Um, we have people that are not actually subscribed, been able to view uh, Netflix productions and stuff. But could we which infer something guess. from the geographic mm. locations that they're focused on, which is Chile, mm. Costa Rica, and Peru? So that's South America. Mm-hmm. So yep. could it be because maybe they're taking into account localization and cultural norms where mm. the family structures are different? Exactly. Yep. So mm-hmm. they're going, okay. Mm-hmm. If the only way to do it is maybe things are more effective through word of mouth and if you get someone outside your family that they actually get more bang for their buck. Because if you can get your grand your mother and your sister, then maybe your then the uncles and stuff from a wider range. So looking at influencer type culture, who is then now able to get other people to sign off so we can discuss it as a family? I have yeah, a feeling or, that it's familial structures that are pushing them in that area based on the culture. Yes, and also, mm. you know, in those type of cultures as well, you know, people watch stuff together. Mm. So you might share your password with about 10 of your other relatives or five of your other relatives. So they're saying, because if they're going to be cracking down on password sharing, maybe they feel in these co- communities where they have these, uh, well, these have, uh, places where they have these communities that watch stuff together, they're like, okay, we'll give you the option to basically add people, but you have to pay for it rather than having one Netflix password they shared around five families. That kind yeah, of and then those families, yeah. then it's almost like, okay, who's the richest? So it's the richest people <laughs> who then pay and then add other people. Because I can understand mm. when you think of those types of cultures that are very, very different from a mm. more individualistic culture that we're in in exactly. lots of Western yes. cultures that it's a way in which to actually increase your subscription um and basically attract new customers though they're really people who have been using a service in the past i mean that's my exactly. read. what's your read dj that's my, my read, read is that read? i think that's just a test i think they're going to introduce family accounts period oh yes but up to how many people in terms of family i think accounts? up to six i think in those six. countries they may increase it to eight because apple and um, microsoft have done that for gaming mm-hmm. because it's interesting the, the, what i always find interesting about video game uh, sorry about TV and movie companies that they're always behind the curve. This problem had already happened, and the the solution because someone tried to do that with I think it was Sony or someone tried to do that and it didn't work out. Okay, so hold on. Why is it behind the curve? Let me explain why they will always be behind the curve with gaming because gaming tends to be a more social activity and watching TV tends to be a more solitary activity. However, you there's that intersection and there's that overlap where there are people or communities of people who watch things together, yes. Mm-hmm. So if what you do generally tends to be more social, you're shooting each other online or wherever it is, you're always going to think more from that social activity. I, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, so I don't that, dispute that. I don't dispute that, but sorry, I push back against that because I was going to mention something that Disney is doing. Mm-hmm. I think that 2020, because this is 2022, and the reason I'm saying that I don't like, I don't, they're behind the curve is okay. For, even forget what I said about 
gaming having to try to solve that with family accounts. Even Apple, a company trying to solve with family accounts, like we have with you know what we currently mm. have at the moment, is the fact that in 2020 people were desperately trying to watch things together. Mm-hmm. These companies knew that. Mm-hmm. Netflix knew that. What did Netflix do? Netflix decided to let um, independent developers come up with a solution. They did not come up with a solution themselves. Then Disney oh, okay. launched with a solution. Mm-hmm. So you can actually watch, watch together mm-hmm. using that platform. Mm-hmm. People are still waiting right now for Netflix to do that because going well, people do watch shows, particularly the charts. If you look at the non-English TV shows, mm-hmm. there are a ton of people watching mm-hmm. all these shows that I've never heard of. So for me, I, I may be frustrated that... Netflix hasn't tried to come up with that solution that they're going, no, because it's almost, for me, it would have made sense to say, okay, you know, we're going to do a family account mm-hmm. where you can add, people actually create accounts, you can add them into the system, right? Into your account because that will pay more because they already have a Netflix account. The moment, let's say, you fight with that family, let's say, you know, yeah, because that, that's, that's the first way. But you fight. know, with family, is passive aggressive. Yeah, because so you, that that's already... where you report to mom. Oh, you know, thingy locked me out of the account. Then your mom is going, ah, uh-uh, let her thingy in the account. Well, well, she was rude to me. Blah 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 blah. blah. She doesn't appreciate anything. Blah. And then you're going. So that's why you locked out of the family account. So <laughs> let's be because frank. The, because the beauty here is that for you to do with an Apple family, you all have to have Apple accounts. What I don't like about yep. the method Netflix is doing is that they're going, no, you create a person. You don't create mm. an account. You create a person that you attach to your account. So what that means is that if I, the benefit person, decide to stop paying everything, right? You no longer have an account and you don't even have a history. I have to do the work again, Netflix, of figuring out who you are and what you like. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this. You're talking from a massive position. Of privilege I, I know, I know. Because I know, I for know. you to have an Apple account, you have to have Apple devices or you need to be signed up to Apple services. No, you don't. You can actually have a free Apple account if for you want what? it. You know, just to set up. You yes, but that is already... So, basically, someone's going to go, okay, someone already has this mm. Apple ecosystem of things. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the case? With devices that are expensive and things like that. So, for Apple to keep track of that would be relatively easy. No, 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 no. But for Netflix, it's just an individual. No. You don't need to buy any hardware no, from them. No, no. It's similar to a family friend that we have where they have a family Nintendo Switch accounts, as an example. Okay. The kids can create as many accounts. They have to set up an account, but the account is paid for by the parents. But don't you need to have the hardware to do so? No, you don't. You can just So for online. the Apple stuff, you don't need the no, hardware. You, you can if, just create... You can create an Apple account. Like if you sign up to, let's say, um, you go to iTunes, for instance, and you want to browse the store, you can set up a free account. Mm-hmm. You don't have to actually have... Somebody had a free account for ages because mm-hmm. you're not paying for anything and you can browse, you can do whatever. But what they do is that they constantly try and get you to buy something. Okay, so you're telling me that you can set up um, an Apple account. You don't need to have spent any money mm-hmm. on any of their devices. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to use the stuff like the new stuff, then you have to pay. But you pay a subscription. Yes. But you don't need to buy any hardware. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Because that's why I was saying Uh, that. Because if you have to buy the hardware, I think that's really expensive. Sorry, wait. What I was trying to say was that Disney, did you hear that Disney is coming up with a different subscription method that is Mm. ads-based? Right? So this came out the same time as the Netflix one. So they're going, okay, we are going to, we are going, it looks like they want to launch it in certain countries as well. I don't know what countries are going to be where you create a free Disney Plus account, but you have ads like YouTube and they're unskippable, mm-hmm. right? So if you're going to watch 
Like Marvel's Charles Avengers, Marvel. there might be seven mm. billion ads in there, but you can watch the movie for free. But you have to watch those ads. Okay, yeah. So as an example, you pay with mm. one way or the other. You either pay physically yeah. with your, or you pay with the fact that um, people want to target you. And it also makes sense because as an advertiser, one of the big, the key things is how do I actually now target the demographics I want to? So you want to target families. You want to target people who have maybe a traditional idea of things. If that is what we're saying mm. is the um, Disney profile. Yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and then that sure. way. Disney still getting money because they're going well. We're selling our audience to you. Yes, to yes. make some money. Yes. So it's one of the. And other. the idea is that you know when you are in Netflix, you can create those profiles. Yeah. Right, which are free mm. in there. Yeah. The idea is to stop letting those profiles be set up based on just a name, but to set them up on an account. Account. Okay. So mm. that's that is, so, that's so what your Disney issue wants to do. is the fact that it for Netflix is the fact that you're not. Any individual should be able to go in, set up an account, but it doesn't mean you're subscribing, and then that account okay. can then be added I, 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 to. And okay. that's the better way. Okay, me, sense. if I was in business, that's what I, I would do. Okay, I think. Um, sorry, just have to wrap that. I think that Netflix knows um, that they can do that. What Disney's doing, however. I think there are two things we have to think about or consider. Netflix is the biggest or most popular streamer, and two, they don't want to lose the goodwill of the people around because a lot of people are saying, um, well, I'm going to cancel my account then if my, if my homie can't do it. So I think they're trying to do a halfway street. First of all, to say, oh, you can share, but can they share with two people and see how that goes down? Because I think they are going to start cracking down the amount of people that are sharing the passwords. No, no, but what she's saying, what, is, what did you saying is that they should be able to share if that's what they want to do. But what they mm. should do is ensure that the individuals you're sharing with set up a Netflix account. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. I but, think that but yeah, by I the think way, that that's something they they want I think that's why I say that doing it halfway streets. I think next time Wait 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 stop 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 Dubai Netflix has been cracking down on password sharing. They just can't do it very well because people are using um different names. Um, no, no 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 that thing that people use oh, um, VPNs. VPNs. VPN. They are oh. they are doing it. If if you if you are like me, I don't use a VPN and I actually give you my password and you try and log in, it will go, hold on. This was not always logging from this IP address. Here? You can't be here. Yeah, then, they, yeah. then it will force you to, yeah. So, but if I use a VPN and then you use a VPN, it can't tell. So they are trying to do it, but people, VPNs are the bane, right? And also the reason- That's why, why if to, you set up an account, it's much more difficult because that means you're going to have to set up what, four, five, six accounts login. and then you have to do the work of keeping track of it. And then on top of that, sorry, I know this is a bit technical, but Apple introduced, remember Apple introduced that Apple um, protection thing where basically mm-hmm. what Apple is doing is that Apple has a VPN. Then they now share your traffic to another yes. VPN. So now mm. companies actually cannot do marketing towards you because they actually don't know where you are. Mm. And Netflix mm. realized that, ah, shit, because Apple is doing that, a lot of people are signing up to it. Remember, Facebook lost a lot of ad dollars mm. because of it. They're going, oh my God, we can't even tell now wh- whether mm. they're sharing passwords or not. So they're trying to come up with these mm. solutions. That's why Netflix, even Disney is going, okay, let's just do a free account so that people don't... Yeah, yeah, but... And then but, we can target but, them. But I think yeah. both of you actually have a point in terms of, okay, um, so I take what I said back in terms of disagreeing with you previously. I do think having an account mm. makes sense. Mm. Um, and if you then set up a f- your free account, then your friend can share with you mm. or whatever mm. it is. 
But mm. I've always, you know me, and I know maybe people in the audience may absolutely disagree with me. I do not like the idea of people sharing passwords. The, the, I think it's theft. Now, a lot of women mm. say, well, hold on, this and the other. How is it theft? I go, well, it's like you going to go watch a film that you didn't pay for. It's like you taking up a service that you didn't pay for. I've always thought it was theft. Now, the reason that some people may disagree with, with me is the fact that the way these things have been set up is to concentrate a lot of money, wealth and power in the hands of a few people because there's so many people in the value chain that no longer get paid because they don't exist anymore because it is indeed a revolution. So some people go, well, I don't feel sorry for Jeff Bezos. He's accumulated all this power. He's accumulated all this <laughs> money. So True. if I'm stealing for him, I don't give a shit. True. I understand True. Mm-hmm. that some True. people may think that way. True. But mm-hmm. the issue is what a lot of people don't get is the fact that the things you do every day becomes the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing this and you're saying, well, you don't care because it's Jeff Bezos, how do you know? I bet you're also doing this for the people who are smaller, who are not Jeff Bezos. And you're also stealing this content. You're taking advantage of these things. Now, you may turn around and say, no, 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 I don't do that. But I just think let us not become thieves just because we're trying to teach People who should know better a lesson. That's just my point. Oh, and I also want to add, Amazon was, is doing the family thing as well, remember? You can add someone to your Amazon account. So it's interesting that three of them are taking different Mm. approaches. Mm. And also remember that with Amazon, you already have to have um, an account anyway. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because with Apple, you also already have to have an account. To have an account. To do the the Apple family. But Disney is not going through that route at the moment. And Netflix is doing it totally different. But you have to because you still have to sign up. And as you were saying, Mm. that means you do create Mm. an account. Mm. But you have a free account on YouTube. Okay, yes, actually, that's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Netflix definitely seems to be behind the curve. Maybe there's something they're doing. I don't know. I, I, I mean, they're so also doing if, apps as well. So I feel so sorry for our audience today because they're like, "What? I thought there was going to be some juicy tea, and you guys are having intellectual okay. discussions about, <laughs> about companies <laughs> and tech." Okay, let, let's do some more frivolous stuff then. Um, what's this frivolous here? So the Grammy is on April third. Um, April third. Okay. Yeah. April Not 3rd, April the first. <laughs> no, this is a joke. <laughs> April the third, so, someone's birthday that we know, um, mm. and it's who's hosting? The pardon? Who's hosting? Hosting? Oh, um, I do not know. Oh, Trevor Noah. Mm. I know Trevor Noah. Oh, um, Trevor Noah. Yes, okay. Trevor Noah is hosting. Okay. He's in the last one. Um, and o- Olivia Rodrigo. Um, someone who I don't remember. Lil Nas, I think. Lil Nas X. Oh, performing. Um, okay. Per- okay. I'll be performing. Okay. Um, we don't know if it's gonna be the same um format that they did last year, which is kind of like a you know Jules Holland kind of thing, where you know <laughs> everyone's performing in like the circuit. It was I thought it was quite cool. <laughs> Honey, shaking her head. Um, no, because I do like the yeah. Jules Holland format, but it's more mm. difficult because that's intimate. And when you're doing award shows, oh, yeah. they want to put oh, on I, a spectacle. I, oh, yeah. I mean, now that they've lifted COVID restrictions, you know, I think it's going to be back to the, the way it was. Um, it was announced today that Kanye West has been banned from the award show because of his online shenanigans and stuff. But... Um, when the when it's broadcast on the third, and I I think I I'll, I'll obviously the Grammys, so I I don't know if I will watch like the whole thing, but I will tune in because I am. Do you know what is interesting? Who's going to win? 
Yeah, I'm sorry to cut across, but what's interesting to me oh, is no, the God. fact that they may actually get their biggest ever audience if they actually got Kanye West. But who <laughs> just agree. tune in? As much as they try to, do, to me, obviously for us on this show, we have our views of Kanye. But seeing as a lot of um, news or entertainment people are trying to put some kind of like morality clause when you sometimes get rapist, racist, and all that, and say, oh, yeah, so Kanye West. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be banning, but I'm like, let's be consistent in terms of our moral Exactly, let's ban all the people. (laughs) Thank you. Who who is the person with the most nominations that we expect to be carrying four or five Grammys at the end of the night? Is that black guy? No, there's a black guy. The the black guy who is in the house band for um, Stephen Colbert. Oh, John Baptiste. Whose name... John, John Baptiste, really? Yeah, John Baptiste has got the most nominations. Then Olivia Rodrigo, um, and hmm. yeah, just I think it's to be Olivia Rodrigo is going to be the woman holding all the Grammys as per like mm. you know like tradition. Mm. <laughs> um, I think it's to be her, but yeah, that's you know I mean it to be interesting. Um, interesting. I will tune in, but I'm not um, I'm not enthused about it. Um, just a little update. So our favorite um, scammer. <laughs> okay, I'll take that back. She's not our favorite scammer. I don't we have any favorite scammers. Though I don't mind I the don't genre where rich people get scammed. That's my favorite genre yeah, of entertainment. Exactly. It doesn't mean exactly. I condone it, but it's entertaining. Yeah, I know. I don't condone it either, so I'm going to actually remove that. No. The scammer, Anna Delvey. Um, it was a, it was a brain broadcast over the week that she had been deported back to Germany, um, and they had like a late news update saying that she refused to leave her cell. <laughs> and that... She'd rather be in prison in the US than be free in Germany. Yep, and that her lawyer did like a late uh, like a last minute note emotion um, for her to basically um, to decline. <laughs> deportation to germany so they need to have a ruling on that before they can actually move on so she's still in america at the moment but i just thought that yeah that's so on so she in prison okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah she's still in ice custody basically waiting on the ruling whether she can be she's going to be declined to germany <laughs> well she's sentenced like, like yeah, properly she... sentenced. There's some a couple. Of, sorry, I'm I'm still w- obviously watching the film, but uh, oh no, so sure. watch it. So watch okay. it, I. Okay. So watch it. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> so poor. And so poor. Anyway, um, it, it's astonishing because I will still say this. Um, mm. for her scam, I mean, I've always said this: the WeWork guy and his supposed oh. scam in the billions. But her scam in the hundreds of thousands, I'm kind of like, come yeah, on, people. Very different, yeah. Maybe the I levels know. of outrage should be as uh, should be equivalent to the amount of zeros scammed. I think exactly. no, I think I think the reason why um, hers is more uh, talked about is because it's culturally interesting. Yeah, it's more culturally um, resonant. You know, it's the clothes, Uh, it's it's the the fashion, fashion, it's it's the the fact that she's not a nice girl, that she's a mean girl. But if a guy is scamming, they'll just be like, well, that's powerful because that's an everyday thing. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that somebody, if somebody wants to, if a guy wants to rival Anna Delvey, 
what he should do is scam and look good. <laughs> yeah, but most of the guys exactly. don't look good. Exactly. Because if he looked good and he had that whole Style. thing, oh my god, it would, it would As absolutely blow. fashion, darling. So basically, like a Thomas Crown, but like, yeah, yeah. But make it scammy. Yeah, 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 make it scammy and make it, you know, very, it's all about the fashion. Like, he's, you know, do you understand? The fashion because when you even look at the Tinder kind of swindler, stuff. and I'm going for, for this dude. <laughs> You know, it's almost exactly. like exactly. sometimes, man, and also for the male Bad ones, news. it's the fact that they take people's affections and you know mm. they basically promising you love, which to me is despicable. But it's despicable. also the fact that they're not even good looking, so it's almost like okay. Yeah. Dude. At least I had a foundation. <laughs> that foundation like, would be amazing. You know had this accent. They had a Delvi foundation. I was building a dream here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's to be a Something refuge like for yeah. artists. <laughs> and that's also, yeah, it's the cultural resonance, yeah. And the amount of people uh, that just fell for it is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't what I've learned from her is what um, mm. Aaron Burr told Hamilton. Talk less. <laughs> that's true. Talk less. It's true. I agree. Um, so, um, the Golden Globes has finally died a death. Uh-huh. That's what people are saying. Because their longtime publications firm, Sunshine Shacks, has basically severed this relationship with the organization. It was the last <laughs> man standing. <laughs> and after, I think, the, did you guys even hear about the Golden Globes when it happened this year? I did hear his it last whimper. It was online. Whimper. I didn't hear yeah. his last whimper, number one. And number two, that to me, uh, well, if we're talking about scams... That seems to be the ultimate one from my perspective when it came to award True. season. Oh God, yes. Oh yeah, I, mean, yeah, I do remember that it went just online. Yeah, that they couldn't woo! they couldn't film it or whatever. Um, yeah, NBC declined to broadcast it, mm, mm. and then nobody would touch it with a, with a barge pole, and then no one wanted to present. <laughs> so they were like, okay, they had it to be an online do, and even then, nobody really was interested when it was going on. And now it's PR form has said, yeah, we're done. And so I don't think there'll be a Golden Globes next year. I think it's, it's done. Very, like, very we similar. We know who's going with the Oscars now. Sorry, very <laughs> similar to uh, the Oscars of the video game world. Uh, E3 oh, oh. is struggling. And at the moment, they've gone. Oh, no. I love this bit. E3 announced, I think, on Monday this week saying, yeah, so... Uh, we're not going to be having an E3 this year. And then Johnny said, no shit. Three months ago, we saw that you cancelled your annual booking that mm. they've been booking since 1985. The huge... Yeah, yeah. There's a huge theater that they usually do it. They canceled it three months ago. And if, and all the tech people were like, oh, okay, they canceled it. So no E3 this year. Then they announced it. Who goes, yeah, we, we knew there was no E3. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> but, sorry, with, but with E3, they're not like the... <laughs> scammy globes um and they're more like respected and they they're more culturally relevant for gaming obviously like most award shows will be elitism racism okay i admit sexism yes, you're and right. all the other you're right, you're right you're right you're right, you're right. Oh, they had right. more credibility to be with yeah, people did, than the of, golden globes mm-hmm. over two years before covid Things are coming out saying, what is the point? Because I think that, you know how in every 
um, media, when mm-hmm. real people start to question the the credibility and the no, value, no, no, not question. When real people start to work in that field, mm. so when you're not talking about the big PR, you know, the the thousand dollar, no, so the companies basically you're talking about budgets, the, the drones and the minions, all the indies and all the people who actually now are carrying gaming because mm. there's no middleman now. Mm. You say that you're doing AAA games or you're doing indie, mm. so all the indies are going well. What's the point of this? Because when I go, I try and do like a business thing. It's not really business. You only are interested in EA or Sony. Okay. You're so you're saying that basically it, it was more, a, business thing. a more economic stratification in terms of, okay, so yes. if you're already a tentpole, a blockbuster, oh, then... We'll talk to you. We want you to yeah, come. But, but for everyone the, else... Uh, so maybe sure. it was more the fact that they needed like the Spirit Awards, <laughs> you know, for the indies. <laughs> And exactly. E3 is not relevant to that. So, but if you get promoted from the indies and you also become big and stuff like that, then maybe you go to E3. But we do know, looking at the gaming ecosystem, it's very, very rare for that to happen. And then so you need your all own those um, sexual, you know, the Sex. me, 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 me too, too was happening with E3 bullshit. Um. As well, oh, okay. E three after parties and right. so actually right. after, after after a while, people are like, okay, we don't want to do this event. It became more accessible. So for some, yeah. so when you remove all those um, behind the scenes parties, mm-hmm. it now became the business side, and business side was dry. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's people dry. Are going, well, it's exclusive. Okay, we are no longer interested in it. So yeah, there's a lot that's happened with it. So what about your guy? Oh, you he know, is. world exclusive yeah. with his um Spike TV. Let's be honest, his is just a big trailer. I love him. Right? And what I like about him is like he's literally like a big Nintendo um Nintendo what the call that show they always do um direct. So basically direct. he just wants oh. your trailer, no matter whether you're big but, or small. But what's his name again? Um, um Keely. Je- Jeff Keely. Jeff yeah. yeah, but Jeff Keely, Jeff Keely to me. Um in terms of um in terms of focusing on gaming also seems a bit like E3 in terms of it's only the marquee names. He doesn't seem to be a champion of indies either. I would... No, not necessarily. So, the reason why people get annoyed about his world <laughs> premiere is because half his world premieres are games you've never heard of. So, he does push a lot of indie. So, are those indie... But could it be games you've never heard of from big companies or mid-tier companies, no, no, no. but not indie companies? No, mid-tier and indies. He okay. does push a lot of that. The problem okay. is... Is that he sometimes over eggs the pudding? He what do you mean sometimes? <laughs> Jeff Keely is always over egging the pudding, uh, which I like. <laughs> so imagine he's someone who goes the beginning of the show and the end of show has to be a big triple A thingy. Mm. Then mm. the middle is normal trailers, but they are all world premieres because to and him, to the watch. first time you yeah. see something is a world premiere. You know, the first time you see something on his platform. It's a world premiere it's because we have seen it everywhere else. Okay, but because true, it's actually. on his platform, it's <laughs> a world premiere. It's a world it's a premiere. New, yeah, you're right. Or it's a new, it's a new video of something like you know we know <laughs> that God of War is coming up. But if there's a new trailer of God of War, it's a world premiere. Yeah, it's not it's a, a new angle. We, we know there's a new God of War. But maybe coming. they added an extra three seconds. But world premiere. Like, world premiere. Jeff Keighley, I like Jeff. his excitement. But he's he, but he's Jeff not doing like E3 Keighley. where it's a business thing he's not doing that. yeah he's it's a celebration a pure, award yes, show award show exactly although he has eyes on replacing e3 eh, but i think eh, for we'll jeff keely and his brand of stuff it can only work if it's comic-con-esque 
Yes. Where you need to let in the fans. Now, now, the problem with that is that apparently the only people that are doing that well is um, the Penny Arcade guys with, with, with um, uh, something East. Penny Arcade East or whatever it's called. And interesting is that it was costing so much money that they sold it to the company that does London Comic Con mm-hmm. and New York Comic Con. So it looks like it's an endeavor that's from business side. It has side. to be from love, yeah. not from money. And it need, you need a lot of investment from, you know, one person can't run it, one organization can't run it. It doesn't, apparently it doesn't Or you may need to tether it with properly. something else. So you may need to, um, you basically, you may have to um, sop with the devil. So there may be some things that you do from an economic financial perspective that then subsidizes. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, mm-hmm. like 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 mm-hmm. um, 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 Eurogamer Expo has been sold to that company as well. So that company actually runs yeah. almost every expo that there is now, as mm. an example. You know, yeah. I don't know why they're doing that, but that's what. I doing. just think there's just not enough for the fans, mm-hmm. and Comic Con has also lost its soul. Oh because God, you just lost its soul ages ago. Because you just oh, want to basically ago. have. For me, I want to be Kevin, yeah. where you can go in and you talk gaming. You're basically, it's frivolous because you're talking about, oh, no one did it in this way, in the old school way. It's better. It's a better experience. Ah, I think it came in. I just fucked up the story. Those are my pub stories. You know, the way people talk about sports and games and, oh, who was the greatest? Mm-hmm. That is what you needed to be. But I've always said that no one is making money from a bunch of people coming down to sit down and talk and not buy alcohol <laughs> or anything else. That's true. And that's the problem. That's because true. That's we exactly as human true. beings want to just sit down and talk. Yeah. But no one's going to mm. give you a space to do that yeah, for free. No. <laughs> not for free. Not for this free This is why we have podcasts. Um, exactly. <laughs> you have no choice but to listen. Um, okay, my next story. So, Matthew Knowles, mm-hmm. father of Solange and Beyonce, um, has sold his my <laughs> company. Has what? <laughs> has sold his management company, is Music World, I think it's called, for two hundred and seventy-five million to APX Capital Group, and he'll be taking a man- taking on a management role to produce movies and TV shows. The yeah, first that project. Company. Hold on. No, his first project is going to be a biopic about himself. Off the back of watching King Richard, <laughs> Matthew Knowles said, "Right." I want to make a biopic about myself, about how he helped his daughters become global, the global superstars that they are today. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm um, not going to write this in notes. Okay. 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 Because, so, okay, so the first thing is, with, that's his world music. I'm trying to understand what assets does it have for it to be, have been sold for quarter of a billion? Isn't he managing quite a few people? I know. I mean, But I what is he doing? Because I'm thinking... He may be managing, but your management fee, what, 10% of zero is zero, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. That's not fair. Because I think, I think like, for instance, when he was managing Nas, he, I think, from what I heard, it was almost, not quite a 360 deal, but almost a 360 deal back then. And also a little bit about managing their monies and where they invest. Well, I don't know about so has... that. Uh-huh, so... Okay. So Music World basically has had several imprints. There's Music World Gospel, Music World Kids, Music World Country. Um, uh, trying to see what they're involved in themselves. They have an, Yeah, so they may have the imprints, da, da, da. but do they have the artists? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the artists. Money. Yeah. yeah, who are the artists there? Because I heard he manages people, but I don't know who he manages. Because I don't think he manages Nas anymore anyway. So who he does He keeps going manage? on about Nas. He's not managing Nas for ages. 
Really? Yes. Mm, okay. I yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, they're doing a new website, so there's nothing on there now that's been sold to APX. But I actually do not know what Music World has. Go go go, go to assets. go to Wikipedia. Mm, that's what I'm trying to do. But I'm just—it's very bizarre to me. And even—and this is also the thing. I know some people will see things like, "Oh, acquired for two hundred and fifty million," and think it's a cash deal. It might not be a cash deal. It, it might, might be exactly. shares deal. You know, it could be all sorts. Okay. So, yeah, just so people don't get too like excited, particularly for the people who are going, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna hit that." <laughs> yeah, so... I just think we just need to be a bit discerning in terms of um, those types of things. But maybe it's just maybe I'm just being a bit too cynical. Because there's nothing here about musical. I do think because I can see here that the musical released a compilation album no, by Destiny's Child in 2008. I think he has publishing. I think with the early Destiny Child albums. Ah, so it might have publishing rights to some artists, and maybe that's what they could be leveraging. I think that's a, I think that's probably what they're leveraging. I think it's a mixture of what you said, honey, as well. That there's also, like, it's not actual assets, but also on projected assets from Mm, whatever deal that he's been projected some income. Because this particular movie that he wants to make, it was all over like the trades because they said that yes. It's like the fact that they're going to make a King Richard movie because King Richard was successful. I know Will Smith is, you know, might be getting the Oscar for it. But the difference here is that with the King Richard story, the daughters were involved. They're executive producers. They're actually going to the award shows with Will Smith. Mm. But Matthew Knowles hasn't managed Beyonce since, I don't know, 20... over a decade. Over a decade ago, and they had it wasn't a great split either. Um, in terms of like you know, obviously he cheated on her mother and all that kind of stuff, and she has you know said that their relationship was um, damaged. And the same thing with Solange. So I don't see they said, and someone actually wrote in the trades that it's interesting that some of the music press isn't picking this up because they know that it doesn't have the Beyonce approval on it. So they just say, this is just a one man thing of like, I want to make a biopic about myself. <laughs> and, cause, and he will have the rights to like maybe the early Destiny Child footage of them, you know, jogging in their heels and everything when he was training them. But he's not going to have anything from them because it's, it's said Beyonce creates, has created her own museum where she has all the rights for her stuff. So it'd be interesting how he, Matthew Knowles is going to. Uh, but Matthew knows may actually have the rights for all the Destiny's Child stuff. Yeah, I think he'll have the rights for the Destiny's Child stuff, but like not anything beyond. Like he's mm. go, he can go, obviously, yes, I molded them and I made them Destiny's Child. But for the Beyonce stuff, I mean, and the, you know, the latest Solange stuff, obviously he's not going to have the rights to that. I'm just interested to see if how, if they're going to even participate in it. Or if it's just going to be a one-man band thing of, here's my story. I, I always think... It's going to be odd. <laughs> and this is what is interesting. I, if, I'm a bit torn. Because mm. there's this stuff about, okay, fathers who are present in the lives of their kids and help them follow their dreams. Mm-hmm. And I think from his perspective, he may go, well... Um, 
Richard Williams was also a flawed human being. <clears throat> sure. And he's been lionized. Mm-hmm. And it's going, well, I'm also flawed, but I put everything into making my children successful. So why am I not getting the same treatment? I think it's the relationship. Venus Williams um, and her sister, Serena. Serena. They still have a very well. close relationship. They have a really good relationship with the dad. Matthew Knowles and Beyonce and Solange are not, they don't seem close. And I they think don't. they've made no bones about it. They're more with their mother. Their mother is the one I and see I think with them the, all the I, time. And I think that's the issue because of how mm. the black manosphere has been talking about um, mm. black fathers being present in the lives of their children. And I mm-hmm. can see him sitting down maybe with some of these um, manosphere podcasters going, well, you know, Richard Williams cheated on his wife. Richard Williams did blah, 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 blah. But his daughter still accepted him. I have not done half the stuff that man has done. And my children are not accepting me. So I can, I can see that he may be thinking, I've not, I mean, I made a couple of mistakes, but why am I no longer part of the inner circle? Okay. Right. So I, I, hold on. So mm, I'm just thinking sorry. to myself that that may be why he's going, I need to turn Marcel out of the story type thing. <laughs> but okay. to me, celebrate me, I'll celebrate myself. Okay. To me, I think that people need to give you your flowers. It's very difficult for you to go pick the flowers and then present it <laughs> yes! to yourself. That's how I find weird. I'm like, all right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So I'm trying sorry. to be fair, but you know. I actually, I actually agree with that. Um, sorry, I take back everything I said. No, he's not managed anybody. So basically, I think <laughs> that his music world and uh, entertainment group is a husband. So um, he used to um, sell or manage, obviously, Destiny's Child. Part of the accolades of that group was the Dream Girl soundtrack. Uh, yeah. basically that's kind of where everything stops so around okay. dream girls was everything to do with what that record company so you are supposing stops. now that so no apparently the deal is strictly based around tv and movie future production ah, and so, so i don't think that's then i don't think there's an aqua i i don't think and this is just my speculation that there's an acquisition for 250 million because what are you projecting it on? If it's future, there's nothing now. You just agree maybe a deal where you look to produce for this particular company. But I don't think you're getting $250 no, million. You know what I think yeah. he did? I think that they bought the company on the proviso that he's going to make TV and movies based on himself and the beginning of Destiny's Child. I think that that's, but that's what that's not worth 250 million. I think no, if there's a 250, you know, like when they say, oh, a 250 million first look deal, it doesn't yeah. mean they've given you 250 million. Oh, no, no. It just it means mean that, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You, with could, that. you could tap, you could get, you could tap yes, that yes. 250 mm, million, yeah. but it could be maybe you only tap 10 million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I, true. I that's so. what I'm thinking. Because they fully acquired yeah. the company, and then that company is no longer a music company, it's now a TV movie. Uh, subsidiary which Matthew knows is the whatever what do you call it in charge of or whatever management Management okay interesting and it's an Italian company by the way as well so I thought okay okay let's see what happens so at least he gets the salary 
he gets a salary and he gets to produce a biopic about himself. So, you know. I'm hoping he does get a salary because that's just spe- pure speculation on my part that he may get a salary. But, exactly. yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's weird, but, you know. Uh, my guess, you have to pick your my guess is that, you know, I'm not sure he's going to get some black person some actor that maybe oh, wouldn't yeah. rate that much to play him. And I think it would be one of these... You think it could be a TV movie? Yeah, it would be like a TV movie. Oh, he's saying King, they're saying King Richard a lot. I think they want a movie. Yeah, but people say things. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. I'm not saying... No, no, no. I'm not saying to you. only he can, he, he can go to Tyler Perry's studio and they could do whatever it is. Yeah, come I'm not, yeah exactly. Movies. I'm not saying it's a TV movie. I'm saying it will look like a TV movie. It will look a quality of a TV movie. Yeah, and yep, I think yep, that it yep. might, might launch in select cinema and immediately be watched on some streaming platform mm, but it's video. not going to be netflix okay it, it will be Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. either for rent or it might appear on amazon that kind of thing i don't know who knows okay, you i mean we're first. speculating now but hopefully they do they have some good execution exactly uh, yeah. i want to take my words back because i want him to have at least a bit of win not because of, I don't know, COVID has made me soft. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think you saying someone trying to give themselves flowers is a lot of other person. I know, but COVID has made me really, really soft. Now that I'm going, look, everyone's got to get. I think I have cotton candy. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, right. maybe uh, maybe COVID made him soft in terms of, I, I'm sorry. I, I want you to give me flowers, but if you're not, I'm going to give myself flowers and maybe you'll give me flowers at the end of it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Last two stories. So, obviously, oh, last one story. Um, we don't know. We don't know. Depends no. on if the first... Actually, so I'll just end on this one. It's, it's it follows the theme. Scamming. Um, so, one of Shonda Rhimes writers um, has been I found to that. be... You heard about this? I have thoughts. Okay. Okay. Hun, tell me if my understanding of the story is correct. Because I had to read this about three times because of the way the person wrote this in Hollywood Reporter. So this writer called Elizabeth Finch has been placed on administrative leaves um, after it was found that she fabricated um, <laughs> a lot of things about her life. So she had basically told um, Shonda Rhimes and this, her writer's room that she had um, cancer... Um, and she also had an abortion while undergoing chemotherapy. And she writes for Grey's Anatomy. So Shonda Rhimes um, and the other writers like encouraged, because she wanted to write about it in the script. And they encouraged that, like, oh, you know, tell us about your journey, about what happened. And um, so she wrote episodes about what she supposedly was going through during that time and everything. Now, um, I'll just quickly tell you basically how they found out. And I'll tell you what why this is a big deal so she had to leave suddenly one day um after a family emergency and they called her wife and then found out that everything that she'd been saying about her health her health problems and everything was actually her wife's health problems 
or it matched uh, the circumstances that she's been saying. It matched exactly what happened, the history of what happens to her, what happened to her wife. Now I found that weird, and this is why I kept rereading the article because I was like, okay, so tell me that she was telling everybody about what was happening to her wife, that she was using her wife's history as her own, but her wife never saw the Grey's Anatomy, um, you know, episodes or the interviews that she had done because she had done a lot of interviews about her health. That why is it all coming out now? Why because they're getting divorced. Now? Because now they're going through an acrim- they're going through a divorce now. And acrimonious now, the reason why people divorce, are, are divorced. And the reason why people are pissed off is that they said this woman, like she would not she didn't go to work, like um because of Shonda gave her a lot of time off. That sometimes she'll just not show up to work suddenly saying that she was feeling ill or whatever, and that the people um the writers room um her fellow writers will be getting it will be um Worried, where you know, always holding very uh, virgin uh, virgils, <laughs> virgils, vigils, vigils, and like you know, always like they were always crying and praying for her when she was to send them her them news about her appointments and things. And she would shut down other writers' pitches for medical stories, like you know, because they used to those writers apparently they pitch medical stories based on sometimes on their loved ones, and she would shut them down saying that she knew better. Because she's lived through it, she lived through it. That her story was the most important story to tell, and she used to appear on panels, preaching about um, you know accurate disability representation in the media. That she she basically did so much. <laughs> so people were like, "Oh my god!" After doing all that, it was a lie. Um, Heidi, that was the story I read in the Hollywood Reporter. What did you read about? Because so I read I from Jezebel, and I saw some excerpts and. I have views and let me break it down this way. First mm. thing, I find it and I don't care how acrimonious your divorce is. Mm. You don't throw your partner under the bus because this doesn't seem to be something that she she would have done without her partner. Yes, there's no so way that, that's known. me and if a, a workplace finds out that or oh, you're doing stuff because your partner decides to come snitch on you. I just find that very, very uncomfortable. I don't like that. So that's one part. Secondly, mm-hmm. the stories that she pushed are no less valid because it didn't happen to her because she would have had a front seat mm-hmm. to what's going on with her partner. And, re- and I also look at it in terms of the fact that even if it wasn't happening to her, the fact that there will be appointments and it's happening to her partner, we still need to think about carers, people who are caring for people who are going through those types of things. So we need that part. So we need to actually mm-hmm. have that compassion. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other part where people are saying, well, I can't believe she lied. And I'm going, she's telling fake stories. on These stories, these stories, it, it, that's fiction. So I'm going, okay, she's writing fiction based on a lie. Mm, okay, I'm not that thingy about it. Now, that is where my understanding ends then it comes to the fact that she is treating other people poorly and trying to use her fake experiences to gaslight or negate other people's experiences totally fucking unacceptable the fact that she's putting her colleagues through so much worry just because they're worried about her absolutely unacceptable and also not being honest with her employers I believe it's totally unacceptable, but I needed to look at it through in uh, through nuance in terms of it's mm-hmm. not like she went in to 
to work and then pretending that oh she has a personal relationship with Vladimir Putin and then she's going to go negotiate you know real life stuff that this is just fiction and from what we've watched mm-hmm. from Shondaland <laughs> let's be quite frank most of the things are ridiculous this could be a an actual arc yes from one of Shondaland's um stories anyway yeah so that's why I just wanted to really make it very clear in terms of look just because you're a carer for someone doesn't make your story less less relevant and all those things but the other parts in terms of the alleged behaviors for the people she worked with you know shutting up people's stories and things like that and being basically a very very uncollegiate person and also a liar I'm not supportive of that so that's kind of how I break it down in my view so I don't know what other thoughts are but your interpretation absolutely correct and it's fair depiction but i did find it very bizarre i found it very bizarre because and I, if people write up stories for um f- as a living i don't trust anything that comes out of their mouth because it's true because if you're a fiction writer i'm not sure how honest you're going to be in terms of because you're an unreliable narrator, you're going to add salt and pepper. It's the same way that when I'm talking to a Nigerian and they tell me a story about something, I'm like, mm, every, even you guys know that. When they say, ah, so I got on the downfall and then the guy went, eh. And then the truth is, they went, mm, okay. So it's not that I'm going to disbelieve you in, in your entirety, but I'm going to always take it with a grain of salt because it's going to be added jara. So now you're saying okay, that I, Nigerians I, and screenwriters cannot be trusted to tell stories. I'm is just that, saying that, that, that everyone is kind of an Nigerians. unreliable narrator when they're telling stories. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's fiction and exaggeration in terms of how to depict it. That's all I'm saying. I, I, not okay, all Nigerians. Hashtag not all Nigerians. <laughs> hashtag, okay. Hashtag all, all Nigerians. I hear your take. You I've never heard about this before. Yeah. So okay. what's your view, dupes? I I agree with you. Um, I do think whilst I do sympathize or empathize with her journey as a carer, I do think that when you tell someone that you have a certain condition or your ailment or health issue, there is a certain, there's a selfish quality in that. Mm. I would appreciate it more if she just basically said, I'm a carer, my wife is going through all this. I want to tell the story. I want to sh- get um, a spotlight on the type of issues um, that we're seeing in the hospital or on this illness. I think that is a more selfless journey than to say, oh, I have it. <laughs> it's about me. Yeah. So I'm going to tell the story. No, to me, I'm even thinking that you're even in a way you're negating your wife's mm, journey that's because you're making it about you and not your wife. So I find it difficult to have sympathy with her on that i do believe she has gone through things as a carer it must be awful having you know someone that you love going through that however i do think that she, i i'm not i'm i don't agree with you on that point for me to have <laughs> i'm like no yeah, <laughs> you made this about you my friend mm. um but i found it a very bizarre story and i don't know scamming is just in the air <laughs> Like, what is going on? So, I miss, is she still eating? working for Shondala? She's on, um, I thought she was on, um, she's been put on administrative leave, yes, administrative yeah. leave. Okay, mm. because that's the yeah. thing, it's going to be very difficult to fire someone who writes fiction for a living 
for for any fiction of their lives. Except if you're except if you got maybe benefits from work and things like that. If it was actual if you can prove that it's fraud in terms of God it's going to be a bit difficult, but if it's so, you can get lead stories and stuff like that. It's going to be... <laughs> I, I don't know how you do that. Did she write uh, Inventing Anna? No, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's so, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. Okay. That Grey's she was Anatomy. lead writer for the one where the... Um, for the rape story. She yes. was lead writer oh, for some other medical conditions oh, on Grey's Anatomy. Mm. But that means she picked the right job, isn't it? I mean, she did. Spinning yarn like that. <laughs> it's true. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to laugh it off because <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell there. too much on the ugliness of it. And also, she's going through an acrimonious divorce with her wife, and her wife then someone calls her, and then her wife, jeez, oh, just I don't want to beans. talk. Well, I suppose that's what they're going through a divorce. Exactly. Anyway, so we can move on to what we've watched, seen, read this week. I think I should start because I think he saw a big movie yesterday, if that still happens. Oh, God, yes, there's know. a lot to talk about on that. Okay, hey, I can see why you're trying to no shut spoilers, down. No spoilers, please. Exactly. Let's give us your impression. I'm not going to spoil he anything. He saw the Batman. He I, saw the I, Batman with Robert Pattinson. That's correct. Robert. That's correct. And just in case in point is when I got home last night and Honey and Wendy asked me, oh, how did it go? We had a conversation. So I think that this is e- either the best or the second best Batman movie I've seen. Yes. 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 I was going to say this means we have to watch it. Yes. Now, I told Honey and Wendy, it's a good thing I actually had a conversation with the girls because now I, I kind of know how I'm going to say this aspect or anything. You have to take anything that you've watched in the movies and throw it away because this movie... Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, this movie is very creative, very different oh. um, from... The points of you know how, um, because when it wasn't racist, you know how the new Spider Man, the current Spider Man movies, doesn't repeat the beginning of Spider Man. Mm, you don't mm, see, mm. Uncle we, we ben know he got or, beaten, you don't see any of that, so you don't see that okay. with this movie, which is fantastic. So you don't see him because we've seen Martha and Thingy Kent die so <laughs> many fucking times. You don't see that. Is that the rose drop? So then there's black yeah. and white. Right, so, and yeah. someone, some shadowy person shoots yeah. him. No, Martha. We know. Okay. So, so, it, so I would oh, say it is very similar to this new Spider-Man, where there is a lot more pathos to the character. The character feels the responsibility of what he's doing. Um, it starts at a different point of view in the in the story, even though it's a reboot. Um, I. L- I told Honey this. I think Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne is could be the most um, challenging aspect for a, f- a few people because it's not the Bruce Wayne that you kind of know. Um, even in looks, he's very, very different. But mm. Batman, I think he looks the best Batman. With a cow, he looks the best. He, he, uh, to me, it feels... Wow. Very well. He basically epitomizes yeah. Batman. I, I love the way he looks as Batman. I love the way his suit looks okay. as well because the suit is very, very. It's, what I like about it is like you could see a billionaire create that suit. It's not this bullshit where, oh, he managed to have created these fins that come on the side. That's bullshit. It looks like, like, a, like, like a suit that a billionaire would have made. 
His okay. whole bat cave looks like a bat cave that a billionaire ever made, and he bought land for it. Like it looks realistic. Put it that way. Okay. So there was something we discussed, and obviously I've not watched it, and I have every intention of watching it. But it was down to the fact that it almost feels like there's a Batman for each generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it resonates with that particular audience. And then we're breaking it down in terms of the boomers Batman was Michael Keaton. And that one was more comic Mm. book and a bit comedic. Though there was Mm. dark elements, but it's still like, oh yes, still kind of fun. Mm. Then Mm. the next Batman, because you had the Val Val Kilmer and you also had um, the George Clooney, Clooney, which was very like bombastic of its time yeah. let's make Comic. exactly but mm. let's make all these big don simpson brockheimer-esque type things mm. so it didn't really mean anything it was just a popcorn movie and it was of its time yes. and then you start getting into um the Kristen bill one where we're all mm. moody and we think we're intellectuals and all that kind of bull <laughs> it's true and then you start moving into the new batman of the new generation of we're all gonna die climate change mm. We'll go down. And there's like a moodiness, um, a, um, a weariness, and a fear of things that you cannot control. And I think once you start looking through it, obviously there's the Ben Affleck one, which I think is more nostalgia-based in terms of, can we not have it good? Can we make America great again? Type thing of, let's try and recall our past popcorn glory. That's what I'm seeing um, in terms of how Digi's explained it and what we've actually watched. And I'm going, okay, this is a Batman I would like to watch because I asked him a key question. Which of the Jokers would fit into this, the Batman world? And he said, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker mm-hmm. would fit into this. Okay, and I was like, sense. I am definitely watching it then. Because if okay. we're going to be getting the Heath Ledger, okay. because I didn't like him as a Joker, I don't care what anyone said, I just that just didn't resonate or work for me. The Joaquin Phoenix one worked for me because it really that my nihilistic view of the future, it really mm. aligns to. So I just okay. thought, okay, interesting. I can't say anything because I'm not talking about Joaquin Phoenix. I can't say anything because when I said throw away everything you know. It's how when you watch Joker, you have to throw everything you know about the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. And watch a movie and go, okay, this is interesting where they took it. At the end of the movie, mm-hmm. they open up the entire Batman movie. Similar to how at the end of the Spider-Man movie, you kind of go, oh, okay, anything is not possible. They did the uh, same thing here, okay. right? The, so, the, the, it's a long movie. It's almost three hours, but you don't yeah. feel it. And it was done with purpose because it's almost like they did three movies. They did three mm, Batman okay. movies. They introduced you, they showed you what's going on, and then they showed you what could possibly happen. Okay. Right? Okay. That's the number one. Number two, there are certain actors, I'm going to mention them because you probably know what you're trying. There are certain actors that I didn't even know that person was that person in the movie because the effect was very I think good. I know you're talking about... The mm. actor is very, very, very... This actor, I don't remember the last thing this person did. Okay, I remember the last thing he did, but it was a long I time know. ago. 
you know who I'm saying? Yeah, but Honey doesn't know. I don't know. This so person was very, very fucking impressive. I was like, wow, this person mm. is very good. Then there are other people that are in it that you wouldn't think would be in a Batman movie mm. that were there. Then the villain, very fucking good. The villain is very, very good. So you know what I've said? The Batman is a must-watch movie, point blank, period. period. So okay. when I say that, guys, I am actually going to the You're cinema. You're going to watch it? Okay. I am actually ah! going to the cinema. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the scream says it, says it all exactly. What the it's, fuck? It's, it's, I know. It's that good. This uh, is what I'm catching okay. the latest variant of the variant for. <laughs> so I was. I know there I is was, a variant war. I was pleasantly okay. surprised. Okay. Um, all right. Vehicles. All right. It's, it's quite unique. Now, like I said, I think there are two weak parts in the movie. The only two things I'm going to say is Bruce Wayne himself. And slightly, only slightly, would be Catwoman. Although Catwoman's story is again different, but the only time where I did get pulled out of the movie was certain interactions they had. Okay. That's all I'm like, say. Okay. All right. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, we need to wrap up soon, so I'm going. Mm. Can you want to quickly speed up through anything you guys? Uh, well, you guys have watched or are liking this week? So, we mentioned earlier that um, we were uh, watching Inventing Anna. We've not quite finished it, so we'll talk about that next time. But we are through a big chunk of it. And I need to mention that I have started um, Horizon... Horizon... Forbidden uh, Forbidden West. West. Um, mm-hmm. Again, early hours, I think 10 hours through it. Um, I also hit so a point... So I hit a point yesterday that is amazing. And I actually have to play for Honey because Honey completely missed it. And Oh, did you stream that bit? Uh, uh, yeah, I've streamed everything. You... Everything is, is online. Okay. And it completely changes the story. Okay. As a matter of fact, Honey made some... You know how Honey likes to predict what she thinks she was going? Yeah. And Honey was yeah. half right. With something that she told oh, me a few days ago. okay. And then okay. the other bit was very surprising. Like, extremely surprising. Mm. It, it almost changes the genre of the game a bit. With that okay. revelation. So, that's where I am at the moment. And I, and I think I'm still in the beginning of the game. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I've got to say, yeah. shout out to Inventing Anna. So, a friend of mine actually <laughs> said, you have got to watch this. As a black woman, you will not be able to actually... Um, close your mouth because you're like, really? <laughs> White girls can get away with this shit? And I was going, oh, okay, interesting. Then spoke to mom. I was like, you have got to watch this. And I was going, <laughs> okay. And then we started watching. And oh my goodness. Because I already had um, prejudice because I was like, oh my God, is this going to be like... Oh, yes, let's try and reimagine how white women get away with bullshit, this, that, and the other. But what was very fascinating to me is because I'd already read the article years ago, uh, years mm. before, and I wasn't really that interested. But in watching it and seeing how someone with a will <laughs> to do something will do yeah. it, whatever it takes. And even though I don't agree with how she's gone about it, but I do think that um, men have done less and achieved much, much more. Mm. And I do think that if she did get that half funding, <laughs> we'll be having a totally different story right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, she'll be one of those, oh my God, an amazing female founder at the age of 26, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I think she would have been deified. Mm. 
But you know, unfortunately, you know, she decided to scam and the scam caught up with her ass. But inventing Anna, really, really good. That accent, that accent by the actress, my goodness. It's actually better than the real thing. Mm Because I've heard the real Anna Delvey and she doesn't talk like that. And (laughs) it's amazing. It's Mm. really, really good. So, So, Mo, what have you been watching and playing? I've been watching the other scammer, um, We Crashed. And. I have to say, Jared Leto, that guy can act. Because I was... Mm. So we crashed, is that on Netflix? Yeah, it's on on Apple. Okay. It's on Apple. And he plays Alex Newman from, you know, the WeWork. And uh, my default of Jared Leto is usually just douche in my head. I just go, eh, he's such a fucking poser. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't take away his talents. Because... When I was watching it, I forgot to address letter. Hmm. It was Alex Newman, and and one person Adam as well Newman. that I think doesn't doesn't yeah. get her. Sorry, Adam okay. Newman. Um, one person I think that doesn't get her flowers as well as Anne Hathaway. And all the times I've seen Anne Hathaway act, I always 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 a new. I'm always like, ah, oh, she can act because <laughs> I remember Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, or what the whatever the fuck that series that sequel was. That Ocean's Thirteen. <laughs> Ocean yeah, 13, 13, whatever it was. Ocean 13, it was, I've forgotten which one it was. Ocean 13, where she's playing the sports actress. Mm. Even that, I remember thinking that she's putting on a better performance here than Kate Blanchett's, mm. <laughs> whatever character mm. Kate Blanchett was playing. I remember leaving the, with, she made an impression on me like, oh, I have to really act. This as well, where she plays <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I was crazy for that she was she was um Patrick's cousin. It's it, it's very well it's quite well done. I'm sure we all heard the podcast when it came out that time. I remember I and I talked about the podcast when it came yeah, out, the yeah. We Crash podcast. That's what this is based on. Um but it's very well paced so far. It's a interesting look at upper middle class white people. Uh, because there's a character in it who is meant to be poor. But it's doing the whole, poor. oh, I'm poor to my daddy, gives me more. It's interesting. And obviously we know that he's, because uh, I think Honey referred to it earlier, that his scam was far greater than Anna's and Adelvi's. Because I think I, because I read up to like see, oh, what is his net worth now? Or what is his assets now? This guy owns 4,000 apartments in New York. He's mm. worth hundreds of owns. millions of dollars. Mm. Yes, he does. But he owns, I said, to him, he owns 4,000. 4,000 apartments in New York. This mm. guy. Mm. It's, it's very interesting to watch. You will enjoy it for the performances. And obviously, we know the story. But I, I'm on episode two, I think. But it's just been great. Jared Leto, I have to say, I didn't want the house of Gucci, but. You know, I heard even he, you know, he acted there as well. But this one, I'm like, I was very, very impressed. So, yeah, I'm watching that. And the only other thing I'm watching, which I'm going to be adding to the family list for K-dramas, is 25 and 21. No, 25, 21. Um, still making, I still want to make sure it's a good drama if I add it. But I've been quite delighted with it so far. So, yeah. And what's that on? That more and it's on Netflix. 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 Yes, it's on Netflix. It's really, really good. But I'm hoping it doesn't fall down. We're in the, we're in the middle part now. And I'm really, oh, please continue to be good. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's something else I'm quite enjoying. So yeah, is that it? Have we got anything else to add? That's it, I think. No. That's it. Okay. 
Thank you, Deji. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Han. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See you soon. Bye.